Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, Justin Trudeau uh, had a press conference yesterday in Winnipeg uh, where he again addressed and apologized uh, for the video that uh, we the world is now seeing and talked about. And, of course, the, the pictures of him in blackface. Uh, there seemed to be a, almost a split reaction uh, to, to uh, what he's been doing over the last uh, 24 or 48 hours uh, to try to address some of the issues here. Hosted a town hall in Saskatchewan last night. Uh, there were a couple of instances where questions were asked of this, but it seemed actually to be a pretty benign meeting, uh, much to the surprise of some of the people that are covering the uh, the campaign. Uh, is this going to continue? And is it going to continue to dog him throughout the campaign and hamper his election chances? I want to bring Christopher Waddell into the uh, conversation, professor in the School of Journalism and Communication at Carleton University, and of course an expert in political journalism as well. Uh, Chris, thank, good to have you with us again. Thanks so much for the time today. Hi, Bill. Thanks very much. A couple of things I want to get to, and I want to talk about the journalistic aspect of this in a couple of seconds, because obviously that's the prism that most of us are going to get our information about this. But uh, your read on, on, on how this broke and how it's been handled and how it's spread over the last little while. I guess two or three things. Um, one of the thing that's one of one of the things that's certainly been interesting is there's a lesson in this, and the, the Liberal Party had um, uh, in the previous couple of weeks spent quite a bit of time trying to find um, potentially derogatory things that Andrew Scheer had said, or, or things that they thought would would alienate voters that Andrew Scheer had said, or, or derogatory things about former candidates. And I guess it's a pretty good lesson that if that's the game you want to play, you better be clear that your own closet doesn't contain anything that people might want to use against you. Does anybody so have I a closet that, like that? Well, I think probably everybody has a closet like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One way or another. But I think the second thing that's interesting about it all is the attempts by the media subsequent to the story breaking to find people who are outraged and the difficulty in finding people outraged who are outraged. Uh, what's the, what's, what I found interesting is the degree to which um, the public seems to have perspective on these things in a way that media coverage sometimes doesn't. And what I mean about it is the, the, the expressions from the public that I've seen in, in, in variety of streeters and in newspapers and everything else, lots of people say they're disappointed. Lots of people say it's the wrong thing to do. People seem to say, um, you know, it's not great. We, I don't like it very much. But, but most people seem to say that was 20 years ago. That's not today and it's not going to affect how I'm going to vote, regardless of how I'm going to vote. So, so um, I think that's pretty interesting, too, in that, that what it suggests in part is that the media may get fired up about stuff, but uh, that the media gets fired out about things and calls things bombshells and everything else doesn't necessarily mean the public views it that way. And I would say the public, on, on both this and also on, the, on, on Andrew Scheer and his comments from 15 years ago about, um, about same-sex marriage or about abortion, the public is showing a degree of perspective that we don't necessarily see in some of the coverage. There's an interesting note, and uh, I, I know you're, you're gleaming through all sorts of newspapers as I do. Uh, our friend John Iverson from the National Post uh, wrote yesterday, because uh, he found the same thing, not indifference necessarily, but people, and I, I don't want to shortchange this and say that it is no big deal, because it is, obviously, and that's why he, Mr. Trudeau spent so much time uh, talking about this. But he was talking to some of the people, I guess, in Quebec yesterday, the John Iverson, and he, mm-hmm. says, he, mm-hmm. says, I don't, he says, I don't sense the outrage, and he says it's probably because we don't set the bar very high for public officials anymore. Um, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if that's the reason why. Um, because uh, we're not surprised when we hear these things anymore. Well, I, I, I think I think I, I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I I think probably it may as equally be, be the point we made a couple of minutes ago is that there's probably things that we all did 20 years ago 
that or 20 or 25 years ago that we may not want to have brought to our attention at the moment if for no other reason than 25 years ago we hadn't contemplated we were going to be in the positions we are today mm-hmm. um and that's what i mean when i talk about perspective in in that um in the in that yes it was dumb and lots of people acknowledged it was dumb yes it was insensitive yes it plays differently for for um, for different um, uh, communities, it play, may play differently among uh, among um, among people um, uh, of different backgrounds. But but was it a deliberate attempt by Mr. Trude- two things? Was it a deliberate attempt to to um, to I guess ridicule or or diminish people? I, I don't think people don't seem to see it as that. And is it something that's that, that happened a long time ago that is reflective of his current life. And, and in neither Mr. Trudeau's case nor Mr. Shearer's case does that seem to be the circumstance. So what the public seems to be saying is people can do dumb things a long time ago, uh, even things that might have been insensitive and that might have hurt people, but that, that the public seems smart enough to figure out that that may not be who they are now. Now, if, if, if any person, if one of these stories emerges from something 20 years ago and we discover that something happened two years ago as well, um, the big challenge, I think, in, in, it's not quite the same thing, but on some levels it is. In, the, in Canada, we seem to be a little bit different than in the United States in terms of how we cover our politicians, in that we generally separate their public lives and their private lives. And, and and the point I'm going to make in this is that we only tend, many much of the coverage tends to to um, reveal private lives issues only when they appear to be contradictory to what they're saying in public, and I guess I, I guess I'm, the public seems to think that those contradictions, the degree to which they might exist, there's some degree of relevance to how it, it, it's important to consider how how current those contradictions appear to be, and contradictions that are 15 and 20 years old. I think most people um, are prepared to write off and say, except the people, and, and, and we have, a, we have a, a group of people who are now outraged about everything. Most of them appear to be on social media. Mm-hmm. The, group of, the group of people who are outraged about everything are outraged, and of course all the people who have a belief there is a potential political advantage will be outraged as well. Well, sure, and there was some, let's face it, there's some politicking going on here, and I mean, Mr. Shearer admitted, uh, for instance, they, so? they'll let the third video, because yeah, we had it and we gave it to Global News, and so yeah, for political benefit, obviously, it wasn't to, to educate the public, sure. but I, I've no. noticed as, as I've followed some of the social media reaction to this, especially in the first 12 to 18 hours, I, I saw just looking on Instagram, looking on Twitter and Facebook, it, it was almost split. There were those that were thought, what a stupid thing to do, but okay, you know, let Let's, let's see if he apologizes and moves on. And there's those who, who were outraged by this, and, and many of those, frankly, I know by reputation, were people that have been outraged by Justin Trudeau since he came into public office. So, yes. you know, so there was that. Now I'm noticing, here we are a couple of days later, those that are outraged seem to be outraged because there's no outrage being shown by other people. <laughs> yes, and, and which may in fact be their frustration at their inability to influence public opinion. Who knows? Um, you know, I think I think in a caution in all the um, surveying that you see about public opinion is particularly in the in the context of an election campaign. Um, sixty people, sixty percent of the population can be against you on anything, but providing you have forty percent, there's a pretty good chance you're going to win the election. 
Mm-hmm. So, so, so you need to be. I think you need to be a little bit cautious about about. Um, and I'm not I'm not in the context of your comment, but but more generally about the idea that more people are uh, dislike it than like it. But you do have to be you have to be wary of that. But I but I agree with you. Um, and and to some degree, this has been a building story. The uh, outrage at lack of outrage. If you go back and look at you know, we talked, I think, a long time, several months ago, about the SNC-Lavalin issue. Um, people were pretty split on that, too. Um, there was a lot of coverage around the Ethics Commissioner's report on Mr. Trudeau's activities in the SNC-Lavalin case. That didn't seem to change anyone's opinion, and there appeared to be a fair number of uh, social media or media commentators who were outraged that no one's opinion was changed by that. So we may be moving into a world where there's a a subset of outrage about lack of outrage. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think what plays into this too is something you and I have talked about. Is that let's face it, if you if you politically interested, you tend to gravitate towards the the media that supports your political point of view. Uh, so you're uh, that's only going to brace up your feeling that if you're outraged, yes, you, I am outraged, and these commentators here agree with me. Uh, on the other right. side of the coin, people are going to say, "Well, it doesn't seem to be any big deal. Uh, he was contrite yesterday." Uh, not necessarily. We're not going to forget about this, but it's not going to be a big deal for an awful lot of people. At least that's the sense I think a lot of people have today. I think that's fair, and I think I think that's probably because um, in his case, it doesn't appear consistent with his behavior, either private or public, in the last five or ten years of his life. And and uh, and so, you know, as I was saying earlier, I think if 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 you see behavior from a long time ago that it, that is inconsistent, um, you can think maybe. Twenty years ago, the person was worried, was contemplating running for prime minister and did something, whatever. But you can also see um, I, the public. I think the pu- the public generally, you know, in elections, the public generally gets what it wants in terms of does it want a minority government, does it want a majority government, and I think some of what the coverage of this demonstrates is the public actually may have more perspective than some of the media on these issues, and I think that's a problem for that's a, that's a that is or should be a concern for the media because uh, at a time when, as we both know, the media is under pressure in a lot of ways, they need to be conscious of, of uh, how their perception of things is versus how the public perception is. And that doesn't mean that the media should, be, uh, should just do an opinion poll and do whatever the public says, but it needs to, it needs to be cautious about diverging too much from how the public sees things because at some point the public will stop paying attention to the media. And, and I'm trying to put this in a broader perspective. I'm just looking at the reaction, the initial reaction, and, and the reaction now. Here we are a couple of days out. Uh, as, and I want to use the comparator that you did, Chris, with, with the, the sheer situation from a couple of weeks ago when that video was released. Uh, there was outrage by a certain segment of the population at that time. And then there was also some outrage, like, how come people aren't crazy about this? Why aren't you? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Which, which tells us a lot, a lot of the time that maybe, maybe we in the media are just a little bit too close to the forest here. Uh, we need to back Could off be. a little bit and get the perspective that, uh, that the stuff that we necessarily might think is a big deal may not be a big deal to the greater public. Or, or, or the greater public may be prepared to stand back and wait a little while before determining if it's a big deal. I mean, because I heard this, I, when, I heard this in the sheer debate when we were having this discussion with our listeners, right. and an awful lot of them from all sides of the political spectrum said, "I think it's." A, I, I disagree with them. Totally disagree with them. Uh, but that's his view. Okay, let's move on. Well, that's his, that's his view, and there's nothing. 
there's nothing in the immediate past that suggests he's prepared to act on whatever view he might have had 20 years ago. And, and as a matter of fact, but, he's you know he just, he was just on our show two days ago, and he said, "Look, I'm not even going there. If I form the government, exactly. that's not going to happen." So, you know, move on. Just as just as Stephen Harper said the same thing and did the same thing too. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, on some levels, and this may sound a little strange, but on some levels I kind of wonder. Um, we, the last election campaign in 2015 lasted 75 or 77 days uh, because Mr. Harper called it so early. It kind of feels to me that in reality this election campaign may last from October 7th when the first nationally televised leaders debate is until the 21st. And, and what happens in a whole period up to that may not matter very much because I don't know that people... Frankly, I, I haven't seen a lot of evidence that what's happened in the campaign to date has actually um, um, generated a huge amount of interest in the election amongst the public, but I might be wrong. Well, I mean, I, I was just looking at the Nanos numbers that just came out just before you, you joined us on the program here. And, I, I mean, it shows the Tories. I think we're up a point and the Liberals are down a point. But, and and I know some people are going to say, well, there you go. That's the, that's the beginning of this reaction. But that's been going on every week in that poll ever since. They've been going back and forth with that one and one and a half point difference, which is, as you that's mentioned, all within the margin of error anyway. Yeah, I, in fact, I was looking at the nano stuff just before I came on as well, just the, the daily tracking, and it's, you know, up one, down one, up one, down one. There, there's no consistent pattern that you can attribute, which, and I think the public just generally at the moment is not very much focused on the election. Um, and But I think once we get to the debates, and it, 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 in 2015 it was important, I think, and it may be important this time as well. The election comes just before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a time uh, when people get together, when families get together. In 2015, the issue for a lot of people, about two-thirds of the public of voters in 2015 said they, they wanted change, they wanted to replace Mr. Harper. But they weren't sure who, whether they wanted to support Mr. Mulcair and the NDP or they wanted to support Mr. Trudeau and the Liberals. Um, I suspect... Uh, you know, the election then was October 19th. This time it's October 21st. Thanksgiving was about 10 days earlier. I bet there's a lot of uh, Thanksgiving talk about politics around tables. There may be decisions made. Uh, the debates that occur um, in English and French the week leading up to Thanksgiving may be very consequential. And that last um, week and a bit after Thanksgiving might be really, really consequential as well. So on some levels, I think what happens in that period may play a big role in deciding the outcome. I'm not sure that much that's going on at this point at the moment really will. I had an insightful conversation yesterday with a, a prominent conservative supporter, not elected official, but in this area here. Uh, and, and he said, he's a talk show junkie, listens to talk radio all the time. Right. And he said, enough already. We just shut up with the Trudeau stuff. He says, we just yeah. don't care. Move on to other right. issues. And this guy's politically right. astute, obviously. Yep. And, and this is a conservative saying, look, enough, please. You know, move. He says, you're making this a circus. And I thought, interesting yeah. perspective, you know. I think every now and then we have to step outside the studio. I know we get reaction from our listeners and, and through email and phone calls, et cetera, like that. But you want to stop down on Main Street sometime and find out what people are thinking. Well, and, and interestingly enough, you know, some of that, I wonder whether some of that is actually the Canadian media mimicking what's gone on in the circus in the United States for the last year and a half, or the last three years, actually, which is the nonstop Trump um, Nonstop Trump, and now you know since last spring, nonstop um, election coverage that's a year and a half away, 
And there are other issues that people feel are more important. The parties have been talking about other issues, whether it's about seniors, whether it's about families, whether it's about child care, whether it's about uh, um, um, all other related issues like that, and we're going to hear more about it. Those are the things that, I, that, that it seems to me, from what I've seen in the reaction to the Trudeau um, stuff and the Sheer stuff as well, is that those are the issues that, that, that the public will make its decisions on about who to support, and, and those should be the issues upon which they make decisions about who to support, because those are the ones that will ultimately affect them. Uh, let me get into a strategic question for you. you got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, given the fact that they tried to take a shot at, at Shear with the, the release of that old video, uh, and this was counterpoint, obviously, however it happened. Sure. I mean, the Conservatives used this as their volley across there as well. Uh, do they learn from this and say, okay, let's just back off, or are we going to continue with the mudslinging here? <laughs> I would I would hope they would all learn from it and hope that the mudslinging doesn't seem to have much impact upon the voters and what parties. I mean, the, the one thing I think that, that you can say that is important on, to understand is that uh, the Liberals did well in 2015 because a lot more people voted in 2015 than voted in 2011. Uh, turnout went up to 68, almost 68.5% from 61%. Uh, conservatives know who their supporters are. The Conservatives are very good at getting their supporters out to vote. They do best when there's a low turnout election. Uh, as, and, and if you look at the number of votes they got in 2008, 2011, 2015, they actually don't vary all that much, and they went from minority to majority to opposition. They consistently got you know, between five and, six million, five and a half and six million votes in all three of those elections. The difference was that the Liberals got a whole bunch more votes in 2015 than 2011, and a lot more people voted in 2015 than voted in 2011. So if the talk about Mr. Trudeau and these other issues uh, becomes a situation where people say kind of a pox on all their houses, they're all the same, why should I vote for any of them, and people decide not to vote, that will work against Mr. Trudeau and the Liberals more than it will work against the Conservatives, because the Conservatives are, are better at getting out their supporters. So, so that could be an issue we see over the next little while, and if all these things do play any role, it may be, if, if it if it turns out to play, um, if it turns out that that the public basically starts to say a pox on everyone's house for for all this um, sort of digging up dirt and all these sorts of things, that will hurt the Liberals more than it will hurt the Conservatives. And and so I think maybe the Liberals, if they're wise, they might think maybe this was not such a great strategy to continue to pursue. Exactly, uh, Christopher Waddell from Carleton University. Chris, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the help today. Thanks a lot, Bill. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again soon. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.